Hey everybody, big announcement. We just dropped the Superkin official merch store. Yes, you can support the podcast by grabbing our awesome new summer collection. Check out Superkin official. And as always, thanks for listening and supporting. Welcome to Between the Fur, John Absey and Garrett Solomon. <laughs> John, I can't freaking stand up. John's hobbling a little bit. He just had surgery yesterday what the heck? on both his feet. I got a call from the doc today. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, he's like, so last time I did this, I got a call from your wife because you're a little over active with your feet. And he's like, so I hope you're being good. And I'm like, uh-huh, I'm really being good. I promise. Sean is in the background. I'm trying to cover the mic. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I talked to you a little while ago, was, yeah, she she was saying, "Oh, oh, oh, look at that!" Thank you, guys. Oh, oh, wait, I gotta show you one more. Just wait. This is this is a good one. <laughs> oh, oh, jeez, squirt! You'll see, you'll see fluid shoot out the ankle. Just wait. Here it see comes. Probably my ankle. And then he just before he shoves that one in, right? <laughs> just look at that. Oh. They weren't they weren't pleasant on that. They were just like <laughs> No, I noticed Holy that too. Cow. When you when you sent that to me, he's just like Anyway, how you guys been, man? Things good? Good. Man. Things are real good, man. Thanks for jumping on here. Forever. Wait a minute. Are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are recording. Thanks for taking the time, you guys. You know, a, a little intro here. John, formally, let's put it this way. John was the OG bear in uh utah the utah jazz bear uh how many seasons 25 25 seasons yes and uh mascot hall of famer and uh i mean they have john how many like you've got state holidays bear day you have the keys to how many cities out there you've got all kinds of awards you achieved out there in utah what's 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 the deal with all that how who who did you pay <laughs> you know um it, it does really come down to who you can pay and who you can, <laughs> who you can do favors for no i just you know um ken and you know this is um I don't know. I really feel like I needed to find my own niche because there was you and there's Bob and there's, and everybody just had their way, you know, like how you performed and what you did was so unique and what Bob did and what, you know, Wayne did. And I mean, just all these guys with their professions. And I really feel like I was like lost. Like I, I felt like I was kind of part of all you guys and I needed to find my own way and it was through charity. So that's, yeah. that was just kind of my niche. Well, and through that the, developed uh, into so many huge uh, contributions, events, and you know a reputation that that is unmatched in that uh, in that area. So you did well there, my friend. Because well, I was trying to uh, keep up with you boys. So. Whatever. The big Whatever. boys. Whatever. So also on the mic here, uh, we have Garrett Solomon. <laughs> There's a relationship thing here. Garrett's my oldest son. If He's the mascot. That. What's that? If you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garrett is my oldest son, and it's uh, it's really kind of cool and a privilege and an honor to have him on here as a professional NBA mascot as well. He's the mascot for the Pistons. And, yeah, he was like, hey, so – are we doing this or what? Can I, can I be on there? And, and, uh, actually I asked him and he's like, yeah, it's about time. You asked me been waiting. So thanks for taking the time Garrett after being on the golf course all day. Yeah. Yeah. This would be good. People have been asking me, they're like, when are you going to hop on? It's like, I don't know. He never asked me. I, guess he doesn't <laughs> want me I just, <laughs> I just thought, Oh my gosh, no, he, he's, he's currently in the NBA and, 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 you know, usually nobody will jump on because no one wants to know and no, or no one wants people to know. And it's a quiet thing. And so, Hey, all right. Well, so let's, let's get into this here. Let's get into some juice. Garrett, 
Dun, dun, dun. What was it like growing up with a father who was in the NBA? Oh, baby, I want to hear this one. <laughs> well, John, we need to get your daughters on here. So, you know. Uh, I, I can yell right now. I'll get one. Of them. They'll tell you exactly how it was. It wasn't pleasant. You, before you go, Garrett, just wait. So, Kenny. Yeah. I just remember, I still remember this. And this is what's so cool, I think, about your family is the fact that with everything that you were doing, I, I just um, really uh, was envious how much time you spent with the kids and how well they, they handled you being the, the mascot. Because I remember we were doing a shootout at a junkyard and the kids were on the bus. And I remember I walked on, took my head off, we we're sitting there talking and I met them and they just sat there. And I remember, I still remember, I looked at you and I'm like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> my kids would be all over the place and his kids are just sitting there. The other thing is just how just, respectful just, and just, just what you did as a parent to make these guys grow up to be such amazing uh, men. There you go. He, they's. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. No, but and I'm dead serious. I, I love your boys. Uh, top down and uh, that has a lot to do with with how you raised them and um, you know who they are today and the fact that they followed in your footsteps so well that's one of the reasons why I had you on here today to really pump us up because I knew you would no I I, (laughs) no and, and one thing you know just to preface even more here having John on here uh you know it is is for a reason because he actually got to see Garrett go grow up in this environment and he was an uh, he played a big role in my boys lives as well uh and they've been able to uh, call on him call on him for thoughts advice uh at some at one point Garrett was even reaching out to you saying hey you know I'm trying to move on from college I don't know where I'm going to go from here Hey, can I even, you know, can I come work with you? So that was, that was in the works at one point. And, uh, you know, you've been a great mentor as well for them. So, yeah, I think this is a good fit having all three of us on here. And I wish I could have my other son, son on here, but he is currently in the NBA and he sh- who shall not be named you know, that, so, he's in that situation right now. So that is like, honestly, like it's never been done. First, you know, the first time to have father sons get into the NBA, you know, and do what he was doing. And the fact that um, they followed in your footsteps and love what they do because you loved what you do. I mean, how do, I'm sorry, I know I've totally changed this. How does that make you feel? Because it would, I would love, I would have loved to have my daughters follow. And because I have three girls, you have three books. But my girls, and I honestly did, I thought like maybe Lexi or Sydney might want to do, you know, do it. And then when I saw Alyssa and how athletic she was, I was just like, well, maybe she'll do it. No, (laughs) there was no chance. They were, they, they, they they stepped away from it. Yep. They, uh, but I just am so impressed um, with, you know, how your boys took it and they love it and they're doing so well with it. So, okay, there, I'm done talking. Now go ahead, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) well i need uh, at some point i want to tell you how it was on my end bringing them to games and having them out there uh, you know at all these events but garrett let's get into it when when do you first remember realizing what you were involved in i remember you know there was a, a point where i you know, kind of things just started to click for me, especially when I started to like have friends and I used to spend time at their houses and do things with them. And we just weren't doing anything near to the stuff that, you know, we were doing growing up. And I had a lot of people at school, you know, weren't doing any of the things that, that we were doing. Um, I mean, growing up, you said growing up in, in this, uh, we got to know a lot of different types of people with a lot of different types of backgrounds with all the community stuff and, you know, things you were doing all over the state and the country. Um, we got to know a lot of different people um, through all of that stuff. But- when I was, when I, when my boys were little, I decided that I would start taking them on birthdays with me, mascot birthdays. <clears throat> and, and back in the day, uh, John, if you remember, the NBA actually st- uh, sponsored 
mascot birthdays and they would provide all kinds of giveaways and and you know each you know for each team and a whole bunch of swag and things like that so it was a big deal back then that the nba started now we've just kept it going with with uh you know each year flying people in or whatever but they would fly in a bunch of people and and uh to each of each arena and i decided way back then that as i got to travel around to these different cities i would forego my per diem and i would just put it towards a plane ticket for my boys and so i would rotate my boys through each (laughs) each birthday that i went to and so they got to travel the country with me and even participating in some of these games i remember my my boys being little and and ended up they ended up in in several cities being the little mascot the little character uh and i've got pictures of all these guys uh all my sons in lots of different costumes and and that type of thing so uh so i i guess i involved them early on not only in traveling and meeting all you know all the different mascots but i also involved them in skits and they were my gosh they were my you know shake it up baby babies <laughs> you know at first i had my boys on the court at 2 weeks old and doing the whole shake it up baby now shake it up baby and uh, <laughs> maybe that's what's wrong with us. <laughs> I was just gonna say that I was gonna be like, man, I can't. I that's where it starts. <laughs> you know what's interesting though is is and something that I felt um, my kids <clears throat> and Garrett, you tell me what you think. Being that we got to do so many cool things, like go to the arena anytime, go and walk into any concert anytime be able to go to the, just go to the circus, go in the back, go. They looked at it. It was normal. Like everybody gets to do this. And, and I think um, now that they're older, they look back and I think they're starting to realize now that they're older that, you know, the stuff we did was, was you know, uh, unique and nobody else got to do that. But I think back then, and Garrett, you tell me, did you feel the same way? Did you feel like well, doesn't everybody get to hang out with a yeah. room of mascots? And doesn't everybody get to just travel with their dad? And doesn't everybody? My, my, I, do you think that you felt that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, how would you know any different? Um, that's just how life worked. And until you started recognizing that your friends aren't getting let back and they need a pass and they, you know, you, you aren't just being let into things and, and a part of, you know, these fun things, you know, it's, you just, you don't recognize that until you, I mean, at least for me, until I had friends that, you know, weren't, that I was noticing, weren't doing any of that stuff. Um, I think there was one, one time where we were coming back from a game and, you know, we've all got our own passes and stuff. I don't know how old I was. I was like early teenager, maybe like 12 or 13. I think and... you were more like 11 or 12, like 10, oh, okay. 10 11, maybe. 12, or, you know, right around there. But go ahead. Somewhere around there. But like, I mean, it just clicks for me. And um, I was like, you know what? Like there aren't, I, I turned to my dad and said, I, there aren't a lot of people that are doing these kinds of things because i I mean i think at that time uh i don't know what year it was but it was like in you know we were we got to meet kobe and Shaq while they were you know i think before the game while they were in the yeah they were working out out. they were in the little gym warming up yeah and like things like that like at the time i didn't recognize you know i didn't really understand like what what kind of moment that was but looking back on it it's like oh shoot like that they're kind of a big deal just to add to that story so we were actually driving home from a game (laughs) we were in the mascot mobile in the rocky mobile and it was um it was late your your brothers your younger brothers were uh asleep in the back of the van and yeah quietly and very thoughtfully Garrett looks over me and goes, you know, dad, not a lot of my friends uh, get to do the stuff that we 
get to do and see the things that we get to see. And it's pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, right? And that was the night that they had met Shaq and Kobe up in the, yeah, we took a picture with them and, and everything. And, uh, it, you know, it just started to click at that point and they started to recognize what they was all about. In fact, going back a little bit, uh, I, I used to pick my boys up from school, take them to the game, do their homework in the back and everything. And in between be running out to practices and Q to Q's and things like that. And then come back, help them with some homework. And then a lot of times they just stay in the, in the locker room. I'm like, come on, you guys come out and watch the game. And you got seats out here. So sometimes they'd come out and then I'd see that the seats were empty. They'd be back in the locker room and stuff like that. And then (laughs) I had policemen that stood outside our, our, my, my room there because it was right next to the opposing team locker room. And uh, I'd come back and, and one of the, you know, the policemen stand there, he'd be like, hey man, I had to poke my head in and uh, tell your boys to uh, keep it down. Um, and like, I think Garrett was, was kicking his soccer ball against the wall. Boof, boof, boof. <laughs> so, and the, you know, the players sitting you, back here, coaches or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was different for them, but. You, you know, I, I, talking about security, if you don't mind, it's like, uh, I remember um, going to the arena and having people like when the kids were with and the kids just, we'd get there, they'd drop their stuff, boom, and they were gone, running all over the arena. And yeah. then they'd come back and they'd have candy, they'd have something. And I just remember somebody going, oh my hell, you know, aren't you worried about your kids running around the arena? And I'm like, trust me, they're more safe here than they are (laughs) in my own home because every security person knew them. And I was like, anybody grabs one of them, there's going to be 20 security guards on them. And it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, when Lexi got married, you know, being able to, you know, I was uh, looking around, she invited, I bet you 15 of the old security guards that you know, they knew that, you know, walking around and, but everybody knew them. So it was, it was really That's fun cool. to see that. It was like, you know, they turned into their family because I was always working. And when they'd come to the arena, they were at least able to go and talk to these people. Still have one lady, her name is Kay Murphy. And do you remember Kay? She, she guarded my cage. Yeah. Remember the, yeah. Little, lady, the old little lady that sat there, yeah. but yeah. She, she still comes over to the house all the time. She, she's like our second grandma. It's awesome. <laughs> Ah, that's great, man. You know, you build these relationships and my boys were, they knew everybody and everybody knew them. Uh, but it was, it was different for them. What now, as you got older, Garrett, let me ask you this. So as you got older, did you, um, did you think that you would want to be in the NBA? I think I asked you this a while back and I was surprised. Uh, it depends on how old, uh, but no. Like, I, I, I didn't think I had what it takes. I'm not outgoing. I'm not, uh, like, I mean, I'm, especially when I was younger, I was, I'm really, really shy person. So yeah, absolutely not. I don't think it was until after my first year of college, um, that I realized that, "Mm, yeah, I actually want to do this. Garrett, do you catch yourself though? are you are you ken in a different suit or are you have you found your own way does that make sense yeah i used to be um i used to i mean i i've heard this from you too is like you look exactly like your dad in costume (laughs) and uh (laughs) i think uh being away from home being with um a bunch of different people and performers i think i've kind of uh built my own thing now um so i'm kind of branching out and doing doing my own thing i don't think we really look a whole lot alike anymore i think i i remember how to i could i could do him if i wanted to but (laughs) but i think i've got my own thing that's awesome you know that's exactly where you needed to go yeah yeah and i had always encouraged him hey as soon as you get started look go off of what i've taught go off of what you remember, go off of what you've seen, but do your own thing. Now, let me back up just a little bit. When we, when he was in college, uh, okay. So he went to Garrett, you went to Dixie state uh, in okay. Southern Utah. Yeah. And you were, you know, I, I just don't want to be talking for you the whole time. 
Dixie. No, it was uh, it was Big D. Um, is what it started out, and then they changed their mascot, and now he's Brooke the Brooke the Bison. I I knew that Garrett could do this. It was either that or play football. The guy was an amazing kicker. And Wait, I can vouch for the football because I've seen him play in mascot bowl, and when they blow by me because I can't chase him, I, I swear to you, on a, I see him run all the way across the field in his suit and just make the sweetest tackles. And I'm always like... <laughs> he started in wrestling, so he knows how to take somebody down, and then he's just got that drive and the speed to go tackle somebody, and there's more stories about him playing football. But when it came down to him going to college, I called up Dixie State and I said, hey, man, um, look, I got somebody that'll play football, be a great kicker for you, but I, 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 he could probably be a great mascot as well. And the athletic director down there was like, man, send him our way. I would love to put him in costume and everything. So I said, hey, you know, you got an opportunity here. Garrett went down there and I remember his first football game. I was down there for it. And he, we got him in the costume, and I opened up the door to, you know, to show the crowd and the field and everything. And I'm like, all right, go. And he's like, what do you mean, go? I'm like, go, man, go. Just, just, just go do your thing. He's like, what do I do? And, and I, it was interesting at that point to realize that he just, he's, with all the stuff that he's seen, he had never really had that kind of experience to go off of. And it took me back to when I first got in costume. I had no idea what I was doing. This was in high school. It was make it up as you go. And, and you know, for him being shy and not having any kind of idea, you know, what he felt like or what it would feel like or what it would look like in costume. For him, yeah, he was just like, ah, uh, all of a sudden, stage fright. And, but from there... Man, and it was probably partly that I was watching. That was a big part, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, it, that was a big part. That, that was tough for a number of years um, before I just stopped caring about what you think. <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> In my mind, like, I didn't know what I was going to run into going out there. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. And, uh, I don't know, I kind of just needed a plan, but, you know, once I kind of had that mindset and, and kind of built a, a mental plan, I guess. So what's the difference between then and now? What, what, what do you go out there when you work a crowd or whatever, what is your, I mean, do you have a plan for that or do you, <laughs> do you just, is there a certain kind of plan? You know, for, for, I mean, there, this might not be the answer that you're looking for, but I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I, That's no, the I, answer I'm looking know, for. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I'm going out there to, um, to have fun. I'm going out there to have fun with the fans. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll plan something, you know, I'll plan something because I want to have fun with, you know, with the, the crowd. So, um, I mean, it's, you know, if it, if it goes wrong, I, I just don't see it going wrong because we're going out there to have a good time. Um, you know, I really haven't had too many experiences where I've gone out there and it's gone like really bad. I haven't, you know, I don't know if I've, maybe it's just because I haven't done anything like super risky, but, um, it, it's just about having fun and, uh, and making you know creating a an environment for the fans and, and crowd well okay john can you attest to this look really this is what i tell people i'm teaching people that are asking you know hey i'm getting into this or whatever I, you know what do i do when i work the crowd what do i you know i said to stop worrying about that just go out and have fun i'm like what do you mean just go out and have fun you just got to say, hey, what the heck, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, just let your personality come out and have a good time. Don't overthink it. Just have fun. Am I right? No, you, you nailed it. I, <clears throat> I think it's it's interesting because that's how I started out is I used to go out 
and I had, you know, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do the plunger and rings. And I'd walk out there and I was determined that that's what I was going to do. But I'd spend my whole time looking for a bald guy. <laughs> and, and then I'd realize, hell, there's nobody close enough, you know, and I'd walk back and shove it away. My favorite part, and I think I don't remember who I was talking to, one of you, about the fact that my favorite thing was when I didn't have anything to do, like a skit, and, and all I had to do was work the crowd. That, that's all I do is I would walk out, and as I'm walking, I'm like, okay, bald guy, hot chin, long hair, you know, and I could just sit there, or else I'd be like, you know, some, some opposing fan. But in, in my head, I was like, ding, 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 all these things would pop, and then I'd run back, get what I needed to come out. And then I'd entertain a section and then I'd go back and I remember, oh yeah, there's a bald guy over there. So then I'd grab what I needed for the bald guy thing, you know, and I'd entertain the section. And it, it was really just spontaneous or spontaneity that, that I used. I never, that's the same thing with skits is um, I know there's a lot of guys that practice, 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 but I'd always go over to our PA guy and I'd give him the beginning and I go, this is where we need to get for the ending. And we'd go out there and just, ad lib most of our skits and believe it or not a lot of times when they went south <laughs> which a lot of times they did <laughs> it turned out funnier because i remember one time you know just sitting there just going are you kidding me that i wish i would have thought of that <laughs> but you can't plan it it's live entertainment and you never know what's going to happen there's a, something to be said for that spontaneity for that um hey we don't know what's going to happen a lot of times i would take a little kid i mean little out on the court and roll them the ball. There you go. See what happens. Man, that's golden moments right there. You know, because sometimes the kids start screaming. Perfect. You know, then you roll with that. Other times, that kid takes the ball and runs off. You know, oh, wait, come back. That's the game ball. You know, taking it to mom. Or the kid rolls it back to me. Oh, now we're playing roll the ball back and forth. And then... You roll it over to the referee, and then all of a sudden the kids... I mean, there's so many different things that can happen just by starting something, you know? Oh, dude, I, can, I, can I tell one, one of those, that same thing? Actually, I got two. Yeah. So one really quick one is I had Garrett, or Garrett Solomon, I had John Stockton's kid, Michael, in this box. It was like, and it had wheels. And it was, I'm supposed to, his cue was to tap on the box, and he's going to run out as this little elf, you know, and he's going to step on the ref's foot. And But there was a whole skit in front of it. But I remember we we were getting ready to wheel it out. The horn goes, and I have no idea why I did it. But I was like, okay, here we go. And I tapped the box. Freaking comes running out. <laughs> Wrecked the whole skit. And I remember I just stood there, and <laughs> we wheeled everything. <laughs> it blew the skit. But that, that was one time it, nothing worked. But... I remember the same thing, Kenny, as I hauled a little kid across the floor. We went over to our Lexus club where they always got candy and stuff like that sitting on their on their uh, luxury seating, whatever. And I would sit and grab candy and I loaded this kid up. So he just had all this candy and I'm walking him back and the horn goes and I hear this and he dropped a whole thing of Skittles all over the floor. And I remember... <laughs> I, I just sat there and stared and then I just walked off the floor and I came back with a bucket. He was still standing there and everybody's picking up skills and I dumped all this stuff in the bucket, grabbed his hand <laughs> and finished and walked him over to the thing. But man, it was, and the thing that was cool is Donovan Mitchell was over there eating them. He was picking oh them up my or eating them. So it was oh pretty my cool. God. But like you said, is that was actually the best part of the night because we we're getting our butts kicked. <laughs> so, <laughs> cry, I don't know, but it's well, those, fun, those moments where you're just like, oh God. Well, I, I, I'll tell you another little one that went a little sideways, but worked out amazingly. Okay, so Dwight Howard was in the house and I had this little kid and I brought him out on the court for something and I actually planned this. Okay, so I'll tell you, you know, hey, look, I said, so when I go to get you off the floor, you just get away from me. Just start running, you know. And uh, so I thought that's all it would be. Well, it, <laughs> I thought at some point I'd run over and, you know, swoop him up at some point. No, this kid was fast. And so as I'm chasing him around, he runs into the opposing team's huddle. 
Dwight Howard was sitting there on the bench, and this little kid ends up running over and sitting on his foot and holding on to his leg. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I was panicking. And at the same time, I was like, this is awesome. awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I, I ran over there. I'm like, come on, come on. He just <laughs> held on. Man, it was the biggest thing. They were, you know, they had to hold the buzzer and, and all that. That's but awesome. It, yeah, I love keep... those moments because you don't really get in trouble because you always just go, I, I couldn't help me. it. I mean, it was, wasn't me, it was the kid. Yeah, you know. <laughs> couldn't help it. I didn't it. know he was going to do it. Yeah. I actually, you know, though, there was a couple times, actually, it was more than a couple, but that we, and I know you did this, Ken. You planned it that way because I knew I wasn't going to get in trouble if it was a kid. <laughs> so I'd have him like, the horny go, and a kid would run across the floor, you know, and, I'd, and he, like he said, and he'd be running on the floor and I'd be out there trying to catch him, you know, and security would be like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it was just one of those fun moments where they're like some random kid, you know, but it was a kid. So you don't really get it. You know, nobody gets angry. They right. asked me if it was my fault. And I said, I didn't know, right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Even though 30 minutes earlier, I'm like, okay, listen, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. And then you're going to run across the floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that one I didn't expect. I did tell him I was going to chase him for a while. Just keep going. Just, just make sure you can stay away from me. But, and he was little too. Uh, you know, one other time though, I think I told, I've said this before on this. I actually took a baby. I brought it out and I gave it to the referee. This is one that was, I, I had no idea what was going on um, until, gosh, at the end, it just went completely, completely sideways. Handed the, uh, got this baby, handed it to the referee. The referee was patting and everything, and I walked off like I would always do. And then he's like, whoa, what should I do with this baby? And so he walks over and gives it to um, Coach Carl. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm back in the tunnel looking out there, and he's like, oh. He hands it to the, re hands it to the coach, and the coach – Starts holding it. The game starts again. I'm like, what is happening? He's walking up and down the baseline, holding this, this kid, the sideline, and in front of the team and everything, patting this baby. And, yeah, they wanted to find me over that. Finally, you know, the, the parent went around the back of the team, and he's like, oh, is this yours here? You know? And, yeah, they wanted to find me for that. The NBA wanted to find me for that. I'm like, what do you, how, how is this even my fault? He handed it, <laughs> I handed it to the ref. You know why they wanted to find me? Because we were playing Seattle. And George Carl was from, you know, Seattle. And we were playing the Sonics at the time. And he, he was like, you know, oh, yeah, he's, the coach is just trying to throw this in my face. Well, you know, everything trickles downhill. So it ended up at the mascot's door. Let's find him. Yeah. Well, the Anyways. sad thing is that they wanted to find me for the fact that, and that's where I think sports uh, forget, is those are like magical moments that say, look, George Carl, he's a, or Carl, he's a, a, a human being, you know, and look what he did. And that just totally made fans endear to him. The fact oh that he didn't gosh, freak yes. out, they're forgetting how much we were as ambassadors and what we did was shine a light on players, coaches, and refs and said, look, they're human. And look, he loves babies. And look, you <laughs> Got know. Got a sense of humor. I mean, and, yeah, and yeah. a sense of humor. I mean, otherwise, they're just these abstract figures so far away that fans can't talk to them, touch them, or anything. And when we do stuff as a mascot, that just totally brings them into a touchable area where people are just like, oh, look, yeah. Yeah, it just endears, just endears rich, fans. Arrogant, yeah. self-entitled pricks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, I said. <laughs> Tell us what so you I, think, John. I know. Dude, oh, geez, I got my legs up on the thing trying to keep them above my heart, but it ain't working. So right now my legs are like, hey, so. <laughs> you can feel Garrett, the heartbeat here. I got a question for you. What's that? Sue, is, uh, is you know, mascot and everything is... Is it what you expected? 
no. Wait, really quick, because what I think is hard for you and Drake is the fact that you guys saw, you know, and what you kind of remember is Ken and Bob and myself. And, you By know, the way, we're guys. talking when we when you say Bob, that's just for listeners' sake. That's uh, the gorilla or the former, the OG gorilla the was OG, Bob Wolf. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But I think that um, you guys saw, like, how to explain this? I, I feel like for you two, it's like when kids, like my kids right now, you know, they're getting married. My oldest just got married in the fall. My middle gets married here in July. And they're all of a sudden just like, well, this, they want everything we have right now. You know what I mean? They want this house and they want, you know, all the fur. And I'm just like, you guys are forgetting when we started out. We had a box downstairs where we had our TV on. It was it was just a big yeah. refrigerator box, and I had some crates that we sat on. And I go until we started building, and we didn't acquire all this stuff, you know, our first year. And I go, so it's going to take time. And I go, that's how I feel with you two. Is sometimes I think you guys are like, well, I want exactly what Ken has now, you know, and what John had, and what Bob had, and what you know some other guys have. Um, do you feel that way, or do you feel like? Like it, it's, it's, it's hard to get there. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, at first I definitely think that I felt like that. Like it was, I don't know. It, I had this vision in my mind and this was just like how it was uh, growing up. And, you know, not that it was wrong, but it was, like you said, you have to build to that in a lot of ways. And uh, now that I, you know, am where I am, it's, uh, you definitely have to build to it. Um, I'm realizing that like all those relationships, all those, you know, things didn't just happen. They didn't just come to be, they, man, it took a ton of work, a ton of, man, thinking of some of the things that are going on now, like a lot of genius minds and multiple brains thinking about, you know, how to accomplish you know, this goal. You know, you were in Cleveland for a couple of years. Yeah. And um, as Moondog. And, you know, they didn't have a vehicle. They didn't have a mascot mobile. And that was rough for you. And I, I kept saying, hey, well, this is how you, you know, you got to start this process. You got to, you know, get them thinking about it. You got to think about a sponsor maybe so that it doesn't cost anything for them. And, and you got to put this together. So you got to get them to where they see the need for a vehicle. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the benefits and, you know, on and on. You got to, you got to work all that. Well, when I started, yeah, it was the same thing. Hauling my hockey bag into someplace. And they're like, yeah, back there, dressing the back in the bathroom back there, you know, and, that was that was were tough times and by the way i made a rule for myself i would never dress in a bathroom i would walk out i would leave in appearance i just set a hard fast rule i don't dress in bathrooms i'm above that <laughs> i had to yeah. set standards for not only myself but the character you know and uh i, I think that's what we all have to do in growing like you said you know uh, john you didn't you didn't have a vehicle when you first started. By the way, I just want everybody to know, John, I believe, was the first one to have a mascot vehicle. And that helped me get a mascot vehicle because I was like, hey, this is his mobile dressing room. They actually pulled the trigger on this. This is how we can do it. So that helped me a lot. I set the stage for a lot of people, but John no, no definitely you know, though, set the stage. That first van was out at... Miller's Motor Sports Park buried in a pile of rubbish. And somebody after the Miller sold it took a picture of it and they're like, Is this your old van? And I'm like, that thing is still around. And I bought it for 200 bucks. No way. <laughs> yeah. And it's still like the paint job and everything is still great. All we have to do is just spray clear coat on it. And I'm just like, Holy hell, the inside's wrecked. But I think I'm just, I don't even know what to do with it. It's sitting over at Olympo Costumes right now in their parking lot. But <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I, you know. I spent 200 bucks, but I got an old vehicle that had a lot of memories of that thing. So. <laughs> Which, that's a, you know, that's another podcast. It's such a tough thing. Like, it's so hard knowing, like, knowing what 
something could be or should be like the dress like the mobile dressing room dressing situation and then going into a situation that doesn't have it and doesn't understand the need for it i mean i could think of 500 reasons why we need uh you know this mobile changing room and it's like we're starting from scratch and it i don't know i mean it, it was so tough but you're in a situation now where you've got uh, a lot of a lot of good things and yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it's different than when you, uh, were in Cleveland. It's different than when you were in college and definitely different from what you witnessed here, you know, but it, it, it's something that you've been able to take on. You've told me that you love this character. Why do you love this character so much? Um, because the city loves the character. Our fans love Cooper and they, uh, and he's got such a history here. Um, he was introduced in 96 and, uh, I come across at least a few fans every year that, that grab me, pull me aside and they'll show me a picture of them, uh, of Hooper holding them when they were a baby. And they're like, this is me now, 25 years later. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's really, really cool. You know, something that's hard and getting teams to acknowledge that you are more than just the entertainment, you know, because I, I always feel a lot of teams sometimes just group the mascot in with the dancers, in with the stunt team or dunk team. And it's like, <clears throat> no, you know, because, the, you know, dancers come and go. Hooper will always be here. This is your brand. You know, the bear, it, it was their brand. And, uh, players will come and go. They wrap yeah. so many promotions around players and and and, and, and sponsors, and then all of a sudden, I, I remember specifically, uh, Jiffy Lube did a lunchbox, ten thousand lunchboxes that were going to be given away, and it was Raul Lopez, and he left, or they traded him, or whatever. Ten thousand lunchboxes they were going to throw, and I remember just like, are you kidding me? So I brought him over to all these all these like, you know, title one schools, you know, and, and just, uh, I was anyway, but it was just, it's that exact reason why all of a sudden Jiffy Lube always used the bear for the lunch boxes. Cause the bear, even if I'm not there, like I'm not now, the bear's still there 28 years and he's still there, but it ain't me, but that character will be there. And that's what they need to understand is they need to embrace these characters and say you are part of the brand and by making you you know bigger you're creating more need for you in the community i mean it helps them they just are too short-sighted and don't see it because everything's so wrapped around these players but they don't understand that you know you can be just as big as the player i mean kenny i know that you get surveys back in the day when we did surveys you know the bear was ranked third in popularity under rudy gobert and donovan mitchell and it was back in Carl Malone days. It was John, Carl, and the Bear. I mean, the rest of the team wasn't even, yeah. you know, really close. And it, they need to understand that by supporting you, they can create just this monster of a of a asset and a brand, you know. So, but a lot of people they don't get it too short sighted. Well, and I think that's good. Yeah, boom, <laughs> mic drop. Let me add to that real quick because I I that how is how things have shifted. You know, it's it's no longer in a lot of cases. Um, you, well, let me put it this way. I think everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel here a little bit. And let's bring in this group. And let's. And I always said, hey, look, if you would spend half the budget on what you just brought in here, you know, that that group or whatever, if you spend just if you throw a little bit of money, you know, to the mascot, for that budget oh man we could do just so much more and your money would be much better spent the mascot is the brand the mascot is your extension into the community the mascot is consistent you know garrett is a hard worker i love 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 the stuff that he produces man i think the pistons are lucky to have my boy honestly though Candy's he nailed it is both your boys um Teams should be lucky to have that because there's a history. They they know what the program can be like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They saw 
one of the best programs in the NBA for, you know, 20 plus years. And um, teams need to acknowledge the fact that these guys have seen more than some of the management that's managing these guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> these guys have been around game entertainment more than the game entertainment director that's doing the show. So, I mean, in a lot of the, cases. Garrett and, and Drake the, and, you know, hell, throw Cade in there. He was there, too. You got to talk about Cade. That's right. I love that kid. So Cade's I'm on, the, Cade's on you, the mic over here. He's my producer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't brought him I on yet. Cade. I say, love say, you. Say something, Cade. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, Ken, is your boys, Cade, Drake, Garrett, all were more involved in game operations when they were kids than some of the game operation directors running any of the teams in the league right now. And the fact that Garrett and Drake are in the NBA doing their thing, um, one says a lot to you about how, you know, what, what they know and, and what they've taken from you. But then the other thing is what I loved what Garrett said is he, he gets it now, you know, like, like he said, he, he started out like, what do I do? But he gets it now where it's just go out and have fun. Yeah. Go out because if you're having fun, they're having fun. Yep. And I mean, with that knowledge right there, Garrett, you're, you're going to, that's, that's the first step into the next level. Yeah. I have, I've always told my boys, Hey, most important thing, have fun, man. Yeah. Don't, if it's not going to be fun, don't do it. You know, I only, I think I've only just started to learn that in the past season or so, like started to embrace that concept at least like really been told it a million times, but it, it's taken a while for me to like really just go Let out go. and have fun. You know, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have, um, you know, at the end of the day, whatever happens is going to happen, but we're going to work hard and, and we're going to have fun. Well, can, I think can that's I throw a... in two cents. Yes. <laughs> I was about to wrap up. two cents. So for all the guys listening out there, for all you new there guys, you go. Is I, I'm just saying is, you know, the other thing that since you're young and I, that's where I'm actually touching base with is with all the younger guys. And I know they watch Bob and Ken and, and myself and a plethora of other guys, Tim Dirk, you know, all the, you know, the Wayne Jordans, all the guys that, you know, built this for everybody. But, you know, when we were doing stuff, like when I was doing stuff, I never took an account what was going to happen to me when I got older. So I'm just saying up front, always think about <laughs> down the road because we would laugh. Kenny, how many times did we laugh? And I, we would do something stupid. And I was like, oh, you're going to feel that when you're 60. It's like, nope, 54. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling it. And then you end up in this shit right here. <laughs> On both feet, too. Look. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying it. <laughs> Remember, whatever you do, it might seem cool and it might seem fun, but it will bite you in the ass down the road. And <laughs> just remember that. The other thing is, I don't know. That <laughs> just don't be stupid. Don't do stupid stuff like I did because I'm paying for it. There. Oh, I know what I was going to say with your kids. The other one I was going to say, and I don't know how Kenny did it. Kenny was amazing at... The fact that, you know, with the situation you guys were in, how well and how much he was around you guys and how much he influenced you guys. That was my problem. Um, I never, um, he always put you guys first. And I'll say it, I, I screwed up, didn't put my kids first or my family first. It was the job because in my head, it'll pay off down the road. Well, it never did. So don't do that. Make sure you do what your dad did. Put your family first. The job is not going to care about you when you're done. They're not going to be there with a big, you know, fun parade. It's over. When it's over, it's over, and they don't care. You're a number. They use you. When you're done, you're done. So just make sure that when you have a birthday party for your child or you have something going on, do that first. The job can kiss my They can go, you know, because it will not yeah. be there. So wow. just make sure to do what your dad did. Put you guys first. Well, thank you for that compliment. But yeah, yeah, family first. That's a great lesson. There's some great lessons in this, man. There's some great lessons in this. I I really appreciate stuff like that. And and you know, it's so true that that you can have you know, 
you can have fun, but keep things in perspective. <laughs> you will, you know, feel it later on. Either way, whatever you do, there's always consequences, good or bad. And so, yeah, man, look at that. You guys, thanks for being on. It's I over? appreciate it. it, it we're, we're, we got to wrap this up, man. It's been like man, an hour. Come on. We're still talking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You just keep that rolling. We're going to talk. It's we're going to keep <laughs> Let's go. Listen, you guys, this is the most excitement I've had in the last couple of days. <laughs> I've been laying on my ass on a couch with my feet in the air like this with ice on these things. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk. Man. Hey, I, I, but, I, you know, okay. <laughs> let me say one thing about your family. Just so everybody knows. John's still married, still has three, four <laughs> women in his life that love and care about him and taking care of him and all that stuff right now. I love how you said it was such, and he's still married, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it sound like, you know, I didn't put my family first and I'm paying for it now. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I didn't want to, I, I just wanted to clarify. I'm that. just saying is that your children, your boys, they take after you. You look at them, they're Ken's boys. You look at my girls, they're Shauna's girls. <laughs> the only thing that they have from me is, you know, sometimes they, they, you know, like my youngest, me and my youngest. Good thing they don't have your looks. That is a hundred percent spot on. I say that. Thank God they look like their mother and not me. But yeah, I don't know what they got from me, but they, uh, I'm trying to make up for it. Well, you're a good well, man. That's your point about like the company that, you know, not, taking care of you when you're done like i think my dad learned that uh I, when i was in middle school probably when they you know eventually came to him and gave it you know said uh you know we're not we're not gonna pay you what we agreed anymore um and you know i think that was kind of a wake-up call for him so that uh you know although at the time it really sucked i think it paid off and i think that's the way it did pay off benefited us a ton but uh well and, everything yeah. happens for a reason and that was when you know the world was going through a, a a big recession and and luckily i kept my job so you know looking at the silver lining there they cut my pay quite a bit but i was lucky to still have a job and and happy to still be able to perform and things like that and um yeah but it was a wake-up call that said hey get out there start you know thinking about the future investing in in different things and and you know yeah. but well you i was know, trying to bring that up but i thought it was a key moment it was, was a, yeah, no, it was an eye-opener for I, me i was actually shocked because i remember all that stuff when you were going through it and talking with you and 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 maybe it's because I was in that business and, and, you know, how we look at it and what our perception of what mascotting is, but I was shocked. I was just like, and this is, I'm just saying is I remember sitting there going, well, if they can do that to Ken, they can do that to me and Bob. I mean, they can do it to anybody yeah. because, you know, Kenny, you created the, I mean, your character was, you know, the best guy in the world. Like I always tell people like one of the guys, that can go out there and just do a few movements with his head and hands. I can seriously in my head go, I know exactly what he's saying, but you can say a thousand words <laughs> with just a few moves. And I'd be like, Holy shit, I can't do that. You know? So that's why I was just shocked that they even considered, um, you know, back then doing that to you. And, and I think that opened up the eyes to a lot of guys in the league. It, you know, honestly, greatest job in the world. You know, yeah. as much as there's there's politics in everything, as much as there's uh, hoops, as much as there's uh, employers and bosses and things like that, still greatest job in the world and the greatest feeling to get out there and perform, you know, at this level. So, you know, that's why I, I had some great advice at the time because I was very hurt. I took it personally. I thought that... I would, uh, you know, I'll show them and I'll quit and I'll, you know, I had some very good advice then though. And it was, Hey, you still make a good salary. You love what you do. So go make it work, buckle down, 
and get it back. Like, okay, okay, challenge accepted. And that's what I did. It, it, it honestly was the best thing that happened, you know, to me, and, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Because I have businesses now. I have uh, other sources of income and things that I like to do, not things that I have to do. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's been good. And I, I've been, still been able to work with my sons and I've had, awesome. I've had Cade over here work at a trampoline park that I owned for three years. He ran it with Garrett in St. George, Utah. And now, uh, is that Shauna? It's Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Speaking of one of the she girls. She looks so happy. <laughs> she's like, no, yeah. I'm not getting on there. <laughs> Sydney, what's up, girl? How are you? We were just talking about how great yeah. his kids were because he raised them and how well they did. And I was like, I feel bad I wasn't around for oh. much of them. <laughs> Your mother raised you guys. See, now look, as we were saying before, it's a good thing his girls didn't get his looks. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, she knows it. She's just being nice. Flat out. Yep. yep. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, two of his boys, Drake and Garrett, are both in the NBA NASCAR. That's awesome. And I was telling him that I was hoping that you guys would step in. And then down the road, I saw you guys going, nah, it ain't going <laughs> to <laughs> That's awesome, though. Don't want to put on a costume, huh? No, not my thing. Hey, did you, did you, did you ever put on a costume? Did you ever put on your dad's costume or anything like that? Okay. that did you, were, in a, were you ever a, a, a little bear? Yeah, when we were little. Only once, though. Only Gross. once? What did you do? Twice. I thought it was twice. But we did like a little skit. Yeah, the little bear thing. Oh, but I do got a story it. about her. So I remember when she was super young. Hadn't seen the bear yet. And they came to a game. And I come walking out of the cage. I swear to God, you guys, it was like something kicked in her head. And natural instinct happened. And she didn't break eye contact. And she slowly and just laid on the floor and played dead. It was the funniest and I remember just sitting there watching her slowly go to the floor and she just laid down and stared at me. I was laughing so hard. Was like, <laughs> was like, I cannot deal with this mentally. I'm just going to lay down. This is overload. It was way overload for me, but that was, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I remember uh, Lexi, we did a, uh, remember the Alexis brothers? Uh-huh. So we did the Baron Alexis and yeah, we, I balanced her on one hand and I still remember the end of it, I was, I chucked her to Luke, my old assistant, and she flew in the air and you know how it is game time. You just get a little bit more energy. I just chucked her and he, she almost went over his head <laughs> and he tripped on a cord and you heard the crowd just go, whoa, like <laughs> I'd have been murdered if she would have hit the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. You lucked out on that one. <laughs> so, but no, but that was great. It, his boys, man, they, he used them all the time. That's we fun. we had we we did one where we did the uh, um, village people and we did YMCA. There was big Rocky, medium Rocky, you know, big Rocky, little Rocky, littler Rocky. Like I mean, right on down. Yeah, phone. yeah. And so they they <laughs> all went out there as different characters and and uh, everything. We did the whole village people YMCA thing. We had just I had just enough people. <laughs> I, I, I grew my own help. I grew my own assistance. <laughs> I grew, awesome. grew my own plants. Yeah. <laughs> and I grew my replacement. It's just fun. It's, you know what, though? is just It's fun watching your kids grow up, getting to experience all that stuff like we were talking earlier. Are you <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> You're on a podcast right now, oh, Between hey. the Fur. I I was just doing my laundry. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. But she gets married July 15th. I do. So what? Yeah. Garrett, yeah. Garrett married and has kids already. Nice. Don't do it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited. Wow. How's dad doing with all this? This is two in one year. Yeah. I, I think he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm going to be straight up. Is it's going to be hard having her gone because she's so easy She to, to have her leave the house. I keep thinking, you know, the whole empty nester thing and uh, it's going to be tough. No one's going to do the dishes. 
<laughs> Dang it. See, that's what that's what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, Sydney, thanks for stopping in. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I should have been more fun. I didn't know what was happening. You, you were fun. You were fun. Yes. Thanks, it's like you, you know this is like mr rogers neighborhood let's go on you know, that's, you know. hey exactly. who's that at the door <laughs> thanks for stopping in and thanks for listening to between the fur you guys peace have a great day Wait. thanks for being on what tade is actually the one running this whole damn thing. You and you're pointing it. at him right now. Give that, boy, give that boy some props. Yes. <laughs> I gave him a shirt. Whatever, if it wasn't I for Cade, I don't think Dude, I'm serious. If it wasn't, right if it wasn't for Cade. I'm old to figure this out. <laughs> my wings. I need my